everyone, to a special edition of your WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer, here at the Sharonville Convention Center for the Greater Miami Conference National Football Signing Day. Pleased to be joined by my colleague, as always, Keenan Singleton. Keenan, how are you? I'm great, Micah. Thank you for having me. Great to be back on this fantastic day celebrating a lot of great high school careers going on to college. First guest of the day here, Princeton head football coach Mike Daniels. Mike, how are you? Doing wonderful. Thank you for having me as well. It's um like I, I, I say it every year, but this is a special event, um, being able to just be a head coach, um, but also be um, a student athlete uh, participating in this event. It's a, it's a great event. Um, I love it. And um, so I enjoy the day. Great. And first things first here, we want to take an opportunity to thank our sponsor, Chick-fil-A. And all our Cincinnati area Chick-fil-A restaurants. This High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is always chicken. Download or log into the app for free chicken in February. And uh, as we mentioned before, here at the Sharonville Convention Center for the second straight year for this special GMC National Signing Day ceremony, going to have a lot of, uh, of teams and players here kind of fill in the room as uh, as we get going. A special program starts at 1 p.m., but we're hoping to talk to each of the 10 conference uh, school coaches uh, here just in a little bit. And we're starting off with Coach Daniels. And uh, Coach, 12 signees for the Princeton Vikings. That is a a conference uh, uh, mark here for this year's signing class, obviously in the 2020 class. And uh, three of those have already enrolled early. But uh, what's your biggest takeaway from uh, this group of uh, special uh, players from this this class? Well, uh, very rarely do you get a group of, of talented kids at this level. And so um, uh, we're going to miss them and we're blessed. Um, but, you know, our, our mission statement is to get kids to school. And that's that's kind of what we do, and, and um, we're proud of that. And because when you when you look back and and look at some of the kids we deal with, um, this is uh, make or break for them in terms of uh, where they're going in, in their future. So um, we we work hard at it, um, and you know we push it, and um, we're in a, we're blessed to be able to provide those opportunities for these young men, the ones that that come in and do things the right way. Um, they have their opportunity. So um, very proud of of our kids, very proud that um, they'll have a chance to better their lives and, and um, um, get further educated and, and play this great game of football. Vikings made the postseason for the first time since 2007, obviously, this past year. Keenan, I know you've done a lot with uh, the Princeton program. Obviously, Hypeville High, yeah. an excellent docu-series that WCPO produced, uh, led by your uh, your excellent uh, leadership there and talking to, to Coach Daniels and formulating that plan for this past preseason. But uh, tell me a little bit about uh, – you know that that uh, how that program kind of came about, and maybe your impressions of the, of the Vikings watching them this year. Yeah, uh, looking at the names on this list, I'm I'm so proud of all these guys that, that have gone on. I mean, not just the headline guys, Paris and Darion, and obviously, but one of my favorite kids was Christian Christian Kilgis uh, uh, Dixon. He was, you know, under little undersized linebacker, but a dude that was always had his head in everything, and, and just a great leader for this team, a great leader for this program. So it's it's great to see him going. James Price, who who was a running back in this program who had a little trouble with, with the rap skit at, at the talent show that, that, that night, but he was a great kid as well. Kevin Suttles, who overcame several, oh, so much. several issues, Absolutely. you know, as, as far as grades and stuff early on in his high school career. So I, I'm very happy to see these guys who I got a chance to know at the pool, at practice, at the talent show, you know, on the basketball court, cats getting dunked on. It was a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic series to be a part of. 
Well, Mike, uh, tell us a little bit about some of these guys. Obviously, we mentioned everybody knows uh, Paris Johnson, Darion Henry, already up at Columbus at Ohio State, enrolled early. My Jaden Horton uh, is up at the University of Akron, enrolled early. But uh, tell us maybe some other guys uh, and uh, where they're going uh, today, and, and maybe how uh, how proud you are of uh, their accomplishments. Absolutely. So Dorian Durham is a is a kid who. Um, um, came in in reserve in terms of a quarterback position and came in and won uh, won us a couple games. And he's a kid who is going to Urbana, and um, he's going to play wide receiver there. But I'm just proud of him for just kind of staying the course. Obviously, he wanted to be the starter um, and was beat out, and uh, but he kept fighting, was a talented kid, um, and, um, and things came – and, and, and good for him. And so he was able to go and get some scholarship money um, to go play Division II football. And so he's uh, he'll be up the road with some some of our – we got kind of a, a pipeline up to Urbana um, that's been that's been good for us the last couple of years. And so he'll be able to go up there and play some ball. And then the other kid is Vincent Mullen Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's, he is a kid that is um, straight-laced. He is raised right, a God-fearing young man who uh, does it all the right way. He's a kid that goes from football to rap to track um he talented is, artist too oh very talented he's just he can sing he can dance he's kind of he's kind of a renaissance man he kind of do a little little bit of everything but very respectful um um, sharp young man. He was raised really well, and so he's a he's a he's a kid who is. I mean, he turned 17 mid season, and so he's going to Eastern Kentucky. Um, they got a steal. They got a great one. I mean, he's his frame and how strong he's going to be. Um, he'll he'll when they put that weight on him, he'll be um, as good of a tackle as you can be. And obviously, um, I wish I did have him another year. Just um, him being so young, but um, um, I'm proud of him because he he does it the right way. He he was a captain. He was. A kid that uh, um, through adversity he was just he was just able to just keep keep turning and keep going and so um, very proud of that young man. Elijah Eberhardt was one of the stars of the Highville High yeah. series. I mean, anytime a camera was around, he seemed to find it. He seemed yeah. to put his face in yeah. front of that camera. Yeah. He's going to Bowling Green. Cool. He he was a guy who dealt with some injury issues, but he seems like a very talented kid who's going who also. Bowling Green getting a steal as well. Yeah, absolutely, and so what they when you when you hear experts talk or people to talk, uh, they say when it when it comes to a cornerback position, it's usually that second year for kids that that you know will they be back at the peak. But uh, he's a kid coming off an ACL, um, and I was proud of him just staying the course because it really crushed him um, because he was on the same trajectory as as Darion and Jaheim, and so he was a he he, he you know kind of fell back and and um, but at the same time um, it, it forced him to grit his teeth a little bit and um, he humbled him a little bit and so now he's in a situation where he's, he's going to a school right up the road where he can be close to his family um, go play Division One football and then have a chance to go compete early in his playing career so um, kudos to him it's a good good opportunity and um, and again he's, he's going to school for free he's going to play Division One football and that's a blessing in itself so won't forget the uh, the video that Jaheim Thomas uh, had uh, when he committed to the University of Cincinnati, a place obviously near and dear to your heart there in Clifton. Uh, what do you think about uh, Jaheim going to the Bearcats? Ph- phenomenal fit for him. Phenomenal fit. And, you know, you he was going back and forth, you know, late in the game. Okay, do I sign with Cincy? Do I, do I entertain a Michigan State per se? And um, I thought Cincinnati was a great fit for him. Just um, the schooling, uh, what, what they asked him to do in terms of schematics, him defensively. Um, he, he, he fits their, their jack, their rush 
in really well. And so I had a phenomenal experience at UC. Um, it, it, it grew me. And so for him, it's even it's even better of a place than I, when I went there. So I think he'll he'll do really well there. Um, and, and I'm excited for him because I thought it was a great fit. Um, no matter what, he's close to his family. They could come and, and, and be a part of his experience, his brothers on the team. And so for him, it was a, it was a great place. And I'm, I'm glad he chose it. And I um, mean, as you look at the things that they're doing from a recruiting standpoint, they're knocking it out the park uh, with their recruits. So I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the Bearcats. Obviously, uh, that's that's my alma mater. So it's uh, I'm a little biased for that that place. So. Juan Jared, uh, another athlete that you guys had on that defensive side of the ball. I actually saw him play a little receiver um, during some of those summer practices. He might not have had the technique down, but he had the <laughs> athleticism. He's, he was a one-time Kansas commit, now going to University of Akron with his best friend, Mike Jaden. How do you see those two being able to perform? It that? was it was the perfect uh, scenario for 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 them both, and and I think for Juan, he's he's went through some so much adversity um, in his life and just dealing with so many different things, and so for him to be able to um, get some news in terms of what you know Kansas needing to, to go a different direction, um, but you look at him and and the whole goal was again a kid to be able to go to school for free and be able to go um, experience something in life. And so for Juan, um, he, he's gets, he gets to go do that in the state of Ohio where he can have some support if he needs something. Coaches can kind of touch him a little bit more. His parents can touch him a little bit more. And then he gets to go to school with his best friend that he's grown up with um, for a long time. And so for him, it's a, it's a great spot. He'll have some, you know, they, they'll have a chance, both of them, to go compete at, at a high level early. And, um, and so I think I'm excited for Juan to really get into a scenario where he doesn't have any distractions other than just balling. And so I think that's going to be a beauty for him. Um, He's got a few things to finish up. Um, He's running track here. Um, He's a a phenomenal athlete. So his his potential is through the roof. And so I think once he gets into a scenario where he can get coached every day and and, um, more particular to his skill set and kind of find his home, continue to put on that weight, you know, he'll have a a great future. And so I'm excited for him. Um, It's a great place in terms of being right up the road, Mike. That's your your alma mater, you know, (laughs) the house that uh, Mike Dyer built. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so, excited for him. Keenan, you and I have been covering high school football for quite some time now, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I don't know if I've seen an area player win the amount of national awards that Paris Johnson did this year. And not, and not only won them, but deserved them. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, from Sports Illustrated All-American, Max Preps All-American, to playing in the All-American Bowl. I mean, it, you name it. But um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you how Paris is doing up in Columbus right now. They, they, so he's up to 300 pounds. Um, they have him on some crazy 5,000 calorie diet. and, and um, But that young man is destined for greatness. And when you talk to him. On the field and off the field, we should mention. Absolutely. Yes. And when you talk to him, you you hear just how he was raised and the things that are important to him. Um, obviously, he, he is, I mean, he's. Since I've met that young man, he's been talking about a three-year plan and being a first-round draft pick. You know, he's a young man that started a foundation as a junior in high school. So, I mean, he is destined for greatness. And, and yes, he's deserved all he's gotten because he works hard and he sacrifices. Um, he's, he's overcome adversity and, and just grinded it through. And um, he got what he wanted. So now he's in a position where um, he, he, he'll, he'll be able to compete. 
for for a spot. Um, obviously, they they have really good players in, in Columbus and at Ohio State, but that young man is special, and I think um, Coach Stud being able to put his hands on him and um, teach him a little bit more in depth to the position, him gaining some weight and getting thicker and stronger. He got the best, one of the best strength coaches in the country with Mickey Marotti, and so he is in a good place. Um, so I'm excited to see what he's going to be. And um, when, I bet by the time spring roll around, he'll be 305 pounds. And the goal for him is to be 315 pounds by the time they strap it up in August. So um, that's a uh, – you, you match that with the, the length and the, the bend that that young man has. I mean, we're talking a 35-inch vertical jump, a 9.5 broad jump. Um, you're talking about a 5-0 shuttle for a kid that's uh, just tr- scratching the, the surface. And, and if you look at some of his numbers and then go match it with – Guys that are at the combine, I mean, it, he has compares first round numbers today. Yeah, he, he's going to be eating a lot of Chick Fil A between now and then. To, Absolutely, to <laughs> yes. Hey, before we let you go, Mike, just give us a synopsis, maybe of uh, an outlook of your 2020 schedule, maybe some top players. I know guys have already gotten a lot of strong looks already for this upcoming season. Absolutely. So uh, we're still looking for a week one uh, opponent um, that that should be uh, done here soon. Uh, but week two we'll play uh, Loveland, and then you'll play eight games in the GMC, which I think is the best uh, public league. Well, not just publicly, I think it's one of the best leagues in this region and, and you can Dark argue down play it. It, it is it, it is. is yeah it, it is, is. And, in the country it is and top to bottom and, yeah. and resources and all the things that come along with successful programs really good coaching um, really good um, talent you know I mean you look at it and I mean nine of the ten teams probably have at least two kids going division one I mean that's rare for that 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 amount, and so um, it's 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 been good for a while. A lot of tradition in this league, um, and so um, we're excited about that. Um, some of, we got some kids coming back. Leroy Bowers is 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 a safety force that that are. He's having some success in recruiting. Um, and then Thomas Boyd, our running back, he's having some success. Um, Quincy Hughes is a D tackle that, uh, that we're excited yeah. about. He's up to 275 pounds, strong kid that's going to have to go both ways. And then we got a couple other kids that I'm excited to see what they're going to be. Um, D'Angelo Foster is a, is a slot kid that's uh, dynamic with the football. So he's, his role is going to be um, higher. Um, we got a, a kid that is um, – that's a linebacker. John Harris was all conference. He comes back. So uh, we have some pieces. Obviously, um, the, your top end talent is gone um, and, and you'll never replace that level or at least not no time soon. But with that said, um, I'm, I'm excited to see that the next wave, um, our, our JV went nine and one and our freshman team went seven and two. So, I mean, you you got some kids coming up the rank that we're excited about. So we're going to keep charging forward and um, and keep keep pushing and keep developing young men and keeping the main thing the main thing. Princeton head football coach Mike Daniels, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks Thank for joining us. Appreciate it. Mike, thanks for being here, man. Good Thank to see you again. Appreciate it. Anyway, up next, we're going to be talking to Fairfield head coach Jason Krause here on the special edition of the WCPO High School Insider podcast here at the Sharonville Convention Center. I see Jason coming along there right now. Just to, to double back onto what Mike was talking about here, how amazing is it that their backup quarterback is, is signing, uh, you know, a scholarship here Definitely. today? That, that's something that just shows the talent. That exactly. Jason, how are you? I'm great, man. Thanks Welcome for to me. the WCPO High School Insider Podcast here, and uh, obviously the Indians ten and two in 2019, a regional semifinalist. Uh, uh, Indians captured their first playoff win since the 2000 season, went 9-0 and for the first time in program history, and 
Jason, just talk about uh, National Signing Day and uh, what it represents for your program today. Um, always a great event. You know, I was thinking back. Uh, I've been in this league a while, looking at the coaches in the league, and I'm um, going into year 13 in the GMC. So this has been a tremendous event all of those years and seen a lot of really, really fine football players uh, come through the GMC and uh, just excited to still be doing this thing and, and being a part of it. Really appreciate you guys kind of action adding an extra level to this thing. We appreciate you organizing this, obviously, and setting up uh, all the interviews for us. But, uh, you know, a couple guys, obviously, we want to mention. But uh, uh, Jatan McLean is one of those guys uh, that enrolled early, University of Kentucky. Yes. Um, tell us how he's doing. I know you connected with him on FaceTime maybe a couple weeks ago. And, yeah. Uh, how's he adjusting to life in Lexington? Uh, doing great. You know, he's excited to be there. I think the biggest thing for him is uh, gaining weight. Uh, he, he's already gained, you know, when I talked to him, he said he already gained eight pounds. So, Ooh. I mean, he's just trying to add some muscle mass to that frame. And, All that Chick-fil-A once again. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and, um, you know, he, I think he's going to do great things there. And, and I think it's huge uh, for these guys to be able to mid-year and get down or up wherever they're going to, to their colleges and uh, get involved in, obviously, the lifting program. The diet program and, and you know get some classes under their belt and and obviously spring ball um so that's huge for the the opportunity for those guys to play early and you know we've been fortunate you know the, for the last six years we've sent guys early and all of them have played as true freshmen you're a proponent of of the i know the way that signing day is now kind of broken down you have the earlier signing day in december and now you have this um, here in february the traditional signing day what are your thoughts on how the things have broken down with that from a high school perspective you know i think it's great for the high school kids you know that early signing date um you know and they all don't go early we've got two guys that did sign early Sawai and phoenix um but they'll be here today they didn't go go to school early and it just kind of depends on the college and what yeah. they've got available at the semester break but uh the opportunity to go early I think is humongous for these guys. Um, you know, you look at Josiah Scott. You know, he's he's able to go out early and and hopefully get his degree done. And and um, you know, that's because he went early. So my son went early, and he's he's graduated with his bachelor's already. He's got a year to play, and he's in his master's program now. So you know, those are all advantages for for our young men. We've had this conversation time and time again, Jason, but I mean, you mentioned how much pride you take in your program and, and getting these college scholarships and all this financial assistance for a lot of these players. I mean, how, how, how much is that an important facet of what Fairfield football is to you? Well, you know, um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, doing this job for 26 years now, and I feel like it's probably the number one role in my position is, is to help these young men move on and better themselves and, and have an opportunity to go to college when some of them might not have that opportunity. Uh, the financial help that they receive and their families really kind of changes their life, in my opinion, and gives them opportunities they wouldn't have had. So to me, that's our number one goal. You know, uh, winning games is great, um, but I always believe they go hand in hand. If, if we've got really good players that are going to earn college money, probably going to win some football games. Talk about some of these other guys, Jason, here on, on your uh, signing list. It's a long list here on my paper. So, uh, 11 guys, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, maybe, maybe go into detail on some of the. Some yeah, of these you know, I, I think obviously uh, Swai Ellis is, is a really uh, interesting story. You know, he's a kid that's going to go to Toledo as a defensive back. Um, but at Fairfield, he really didn't play defensive back. Uh, you know, he played uh, receiver as a sophomore and junior, and then he played quarterback this past right. year. But I think. Uh, what, what teams liked about Sawaya was seeing a nice, long, tall athlete. Um, and, and, you know, I think he's got the ability to go do some special things. So he's really interesting. Uh, and I think that shows you what how recruiting works. Uh, you know, uh, guys don't always – 
play what they played in high school. They might walk in the door and, and they might be told day one, you're going to go do something else. And uh, they'll do it, you know, obviously if they're on a full ride. And um, <laughs> and uh, Sawai is in that position. So he's just excited to be going to Toledo. I don't think he cares where he plays. A couple of these guys going to Thomas More University, I really like – their recruiting philosophy. They, they, they hit local, 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 local. Some of these guys that these, especially these GMC guys that maybe aren't going division one. Cause I know that's everyone's dream, but for him to be able to, these couple of guys be able to stay local and play in front of their families, I'm sure is a huge benefit. Absolutely. You know, I, I think, um, you can see Thomas Moore and, and they're, they're attacking Southwest Ohio. I think they understand the, the level ball that we play in the GMC. Another school that has done that is Urbana. You'll see a lot of Urbana guys here today. And I think maybe we're like 12, 13 guys in the league uh, that are going to Urbana. And I think uh, kudos to those coaches and, and really recruiting uh, the GMC hard and, and getting some kids to go play football in their programs. And, and I agree with you. I think Thomas Moore is a, a program that has made that jump to a scholarship program in the NAIA from Division Three a couple yeah. of years ago. And, and they're really hitting the GMC hard. Tell us about the uh, turning the page on 2019 and getting ready for the 2020 season, how things are looking for the, the team going into the fall. You know, uh, it's funny because everybody thinks that we, this is the time of year you get a little bit of a break, and obviously it's not. You know, uh, we're finishing up this class and guys making their decisions for signing day to day. At the same time, for the last couple of weeks, we've had colleges coming in recruiting that next class. And then obviously being in the weight room and trying to get that class ready to step in and fill the shoes uh, of the guys that are leaving. Uh, really like that, the class that we've got coming. It's got great leadership. I think the kids are hardworking. And, uh, you know, it's kind of led right now by Jaden Mays. He's got some Division One offers. And, and there'll be some more guys in that class that'll, that'll be securing some offers here in the spring, in my opinion. Would be remiss if I didn't ask you about Jackson Carmen and Malik Van, uh, two of your – one of your, uh, some of your high-profile guys here in the past couple of years. Uh, how are they doing? Uh, great. Tremendous. You know, uh, just talk, talked to Jackson the other night, probably an hour and a half on a FaceTime while he's polishing his guitar. Um, we, we just <laughs> we just talked about, you know, just stuff, just life and how things are going. And, um, you know, I was able to go down to the national championship game. Uh, Jackson got myself and our offensive line coach two tickets. So we made the trek down there and, and experienced that. Tremendous experience. And so proud of him for what he's doing. And, and Malik as well. You know, Malik stopped into school uh, last week. It's funny because Coach Fickle was there in the morning and we were talking about, have you seen Malik? And I said, well, he usually comes once a week. And uh, literally Malik showed up about an hour after F Coach Fickle left. So um, it, I think that's one great thing about Malik Van. He, he comes back weekly. Honestly, weekly, you know, he's so close and he just loves being around the coaches and, and he's a great influence for our young men. And, and I think it's tremendous to have him back. You mentioned Josiah. I mean, how is he preparing for the NFL right now? Really good, you know. I don't know, but I don't know if it's been. I don't know if it's out there yet. But I talked to him, and he's he's been invited to the combine, and I don't know if the NFL's released that list yet. But uh, breaking you know, news. Yeah, uh, he's down in Tampa, and he's working out, and he's getting ready. So um, he's excited. I've talked to a couple of NFL scouts that, that have contacted me regarding him and, and how he was in high school. So I feel really good about where he is, and, and I think he's excited with the opportunities that are ahead of him and in the professional football world. Um, you know, and, and I think he's a guy that will succeed uh, no matter where he ends up. If it's there, Canadian League, XFL, wh whatever's out there, yeah. um, hopefully he, he – ends up getting a call on draft day. Fairfield head football coach Jason Krause, really appreciate your time and uh, best of luck to the Indians. Congrats on all the signees today. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks, you Jason. having us. Thanks, Jason. And we're going to be joined by
Hamilton head football coach Nate Mahan up next here on the High School Insider Podcast. I want to remind everybody this High School Insider Podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is free chicken in February when you download or log in to the Chick-fil-A app. And I know you're going to get that That's Chick-fil-A That's where I'm headed for lunch. Cleaning. I'm going there for lunch. I'm a, I'm a spicy chicken guy. Uh, sometimes I double it up. Because I'm a I'm a big dude. Sometimes I like to have two sandwiches, some fries, and that lemonade. You can't beat that lemonade. How about that? You really Man, can't. you're making me hungry. It's not even noon yet, so <laughs> we got a ways to go. But I uh, want to welcome in Hamilton head football coach Nate Mahan. Sharp joins us at the table. How are you, Nate? Nate, good to see, good to see you. Good to see you again. Yes, um, obviously, the Big Blue making their uh, appearance here on National Signing Day, and uh, obviously uh, Hamilton. Made the playoffs last year, a five and five record, and uh, first season back with the Big Blue, 2003 grad, is Coach Mahan, and uh, you got to be awfully proud of uh, what transpired in the 2019 season. Tell us, um, just kind of reflect back a little bit before we get into your signees about uh, this special season for the Big Blue and your first season back. At, right, at your alma yeah, mater. it was. Uh, I think my wife and I looked at each other uh, after the season and, and as we got closer to Christmas, and it was uh, 365 days of, of a little bit of madness and uh, some stuff I don't remember. And, you know, you just try to take it a week or a day at a time and get through it because, you know, I, I really didn't get to work at, at Hamilton all, the whole time till about uh, middle of June. So I was working a couple of jobs and trying to maintain both and do the best you can, you know. And, um, yeah, it worked out pretty well. We got the kids to buy in, and then uh, to be five and five, the record's not great, but um, you know, to win to win the right five, and uh, to make the playoffs for the first time in a long, long time, ten years was obviously very special. Um, very proud of that, and really looking to build on that. So. I think I enjoyed it for about a month. You know, we didn't come back to lifting a whole lot of nothing until uh, after Christmas break was over with so that everybody could enjoy it. But it's back to work right now, and, and uh, we're back in the weight room, and we got a lot of kids in wrestling and basketball, and we're ready to go, ready to, uh, to build on the success we had last year for sure. Four signees for the Big Blue today. Uh, tell us about some of these guys, Zach, Nathan, Jaden, and Luke. Yeah, we celebrated these guys this morning. Uh, Zach's a long snapper. It's funny, uh, you, you forget about those guys, but yeah, he's, uh, he's a really good one, and uh, he's going to make Tiffin happy. He's going to make some coaches there happy because it may be a, a little less to worry about in the specialist department, right? So uh, Nathan Pratt. He's a big D lineman. He was an all-conference kid for us, played uh, four, four technique in our odd front defense and really did a good job. Uh, one of the strongest guys on our team. So uh, he's going to Tiffin as well, joining Zach. Jaden Evans played right tackle for us for, for two years. He's a two-year starter. Big kid, big smart kid that um, really I didn't have to worry about over there at right tackle. He was, he was never injured uh, in two seasons. And um, you, you forget about, again, how important that is when guys just show up every day and do it do what you tell him, you know, sure. it's like unsung hero, but uh, he's done a great job at right tackle. And then Luke Mattia, he's, uh, he's been our leader on defense for a couple of years now, three-year captain, um, all-state, all-conference kid that uh, really plays with a high motor. Um, you know, you could argue there's better athletes out there, but uh, you're happy he's on your team. He's a high motor. He's a little bit of a nasty kid sometimes, but that's what this game is though, right? Definitely. Nate, That's all four guys. <laughs> How, this was your first year in the in, in the GMC Correct. after a, a, a very successful run at Little Miami. What did you learn about the league? Because I think on the outside looking in, I think we know it's a great league. It's a deep league. But what did you learn about this league in a year? You know, one? What, that's interesting. I, I, you, you hear that thrown around a lot. Uh, GMC is great and, and this and that. But 
I didn't fully understand it until obviously I played in the league uh, for Hamilton back in the day, but you don't really appreciate how good the football is and how well every team is coached. There's no days off. There's no weeks off. Um, if you take a day off, you're going to be behind. Everybody has a great staff. They're all led by great coaches. And it seems like it seems like everyone is, is really uh, attention to detail. They really do a very good job. And it is hands down uh, the toughest league to coach in because you just got to bring it every week. And I know uh, Cole Rain's had the success for a long, long time. But I think last year we've, we started to see uh, – how, how close everybody is, you know, and, and uh, that's a testament to the coaches that are in the league. And I'm proud to say I'm one of those guys because, you know, I think we all think we're we're pretty capable and, and pretty good at times. But uh, GMC, hands down, I mean, you better you better take care of every little detail from special teams, offense and defense. It's it's you can't just outscore people. You can't just hope that your defense is good and you can't you can't hide a bad special teams. You can't, you know, they, they catch on, they see it. And uh, to be mentioned with these guys is, is, is special. And I'm proud of that. Well, there's a lot of optimism, obviously, in Hamilton for uh, the 2020 season. <laughs> and I know some of your guys are already getting a lot of recruiting attention. Tell me, first of all, before we get into your schedule next year and maybe your season outlook, some of the guys who have already received attention from a recruiting perspective. Yeah, yeah. And you're right what you said there. You know, it's sometimes you wish you, you didn't win it so early because the bar just gets set higher and higher right so yeah we uh i don't think we can hide this year uh, but we're excited about that you know as far as some of our guys go uh we got about three guys four guys with um with some offers already which is exciting you know Co coach mike dole has been around hamilton for a long long time and he said uh you know we haven't had you know multiple guys with division one offers going to their senior year probably since like 2010 or 2011 so we are excited um you know, first and foremost, I think Keyshawn Stevens kind of is our everything guy. Two years ago, he ran for 1,300 yards as a basically a Wildcat quarterback, uh, kind of in a, in a need or a necessity basis, and he got he got the job done. Last year, we asked him to move um, to, to to really better our, our team as a whole. We asked him to play some corner. We asked him to play running back. We asked him to play slot receiver, and he returned kicks and really did a nice job. But he really he's he's our leader. He's our alpha male. He 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 takes care of business on both sides of the ball. So Keyshawn. John's number one. He's got a Liberty offer. He's got a Miami, Ohio uh, offer interest. Um, so he's got a couple things going, and I think the sky's the limit. A ton of schools are interested in him. Next guy, I'll just start in the backfield or stay in the backfield, but Caleb Caleb Johnson, he's actually a 2022 running back. Um, but he, you know, you see him and he walks in the room and you're like, who's that guy? You know, so he's built very well. He's about 6'1", 6'1 and a half, 195. Um, yeah, I joke with him. If I think if I was built like that, I'd be spending my summers by a pool <laughs> because he looks pretty good, you know. But uh, he's got a he's got an Iowa State offer. He's got a Kent State offer. I think Toledo and Akron. So he's got a a lot of attention. And again, he can be a special running back as well. Probably needs to play a little bit of defense too. But um, Darian Bowling is a uh, he'll be a senior wide receiver. He's got a lot of interest, no offers yet, but uh, excited about him. I think uh, sky's the limit with him because he opens up so many doors academically. He just popped a 26 on his ACT test, which awesome. is very impressive. So I think he was second or third in the league in receiving. And um, you know, we're really fortunate to have him back. He's going to run track this year. Uh, he decided not to play baseball, but he's going to focus on track. So I think that'll bode well for him, obviously, in the offseason. Tell us a little bit about your schedule and maybe how you... Uh, oh, I missed a guy. I, you did miss a guy, and I, I didn't know if you want to... <laughs> yeah, Malik, Malik Verdon. Complete that sentence. Uh, Go Malik Verdon's pretty good, so we're happy to have him. Uh, he transferred, obviously, in from Muller. Uh, a couple of situations there personally going on that, you know, he uh, kind of fell into our lap, and very happy to have him, and I think I need to 
ask the state of Ohio if they can let us have a couple of footballs during the game because I don't know how we're going to get the balls to all these guys. But they are good football players. They're going to be asked to find positions on both sides of the ball to help the team. And uh, it seems like they're going to do that. And uh, hopefully it makes us better all the way around. Tell us a little bit about your 2020 schedule and maybe uh, how uh, how you see things kind of shaping up for you guys sure. early on. It, um, it seems that you know, I don't, with a program like ours that, that's still trying to find our way, right? I think it's very important to get off to a good start. We play West Claremont at home, who finished really strong last year in the ECC. And then we go to Edgewood, who's been very, very good at football for a long time, right? So um, we need to get off to a good start. I think we all know that's important. Um, but playing home against West Claremont, that'll help being home and then going right down the road. It's not a long travel to Edgewood. So we have those two and then we start the GMC play, but we'd love nothing more than to get off to a good start. I think it's very important. And again, uh, we, we haven't, we don't have this tradition of great winning. Um, so it is important to get off to the right foot and, and win some first games. And we, we want to be 2-0 going into league play for sure. Hamilton head football coach Nate Mahan. Really appreciate your time and perspective. Best of luck to the Big Blue going forward. Appreciate it, guys. It's a great day. Thank Good you to be very a part much of it. Yep. Thanks, Nate. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yep. Up next, we're going to talk to Lakota East head coach Rick Haynes here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Love seeing Hamilton make its way back into oh, yeah. I mean, to, it's, to it's the a great story. Yeah. I mean, Nate brought so much success to Little Miami, and I think just the community's really embraced him back at Hamilton, being his alma mater there. There's Coach Haynes. How are you, Rick? Living a dream. Good to see you. Rick, how are you? Good. And uh, obviously talking to, to Coach Haynes here about the uh, Thunderhawks. And Here's my uh, questions. <laughs> you're looking for your questions already. How about that? You didn't even give me a second there. Four, four signees there yeah. for the Thunderhawks. And uh, obviously uh, tell, tell us what, what this day represents to you and your program and, and these four uh, individuals. Too. Well, I think for the four kids, it's just a culmination of a lot of hard work. Uh, a lot of time in the weight room, uh, a lot of time getting better, a lot of time going to camps. Uh, for us as a program, it's a day to celebrate the success of these four young men. And so we're obviously very excited for them. I think they're going to go on and have great careers. You've been in this league for a long time, not only at Lakota East. Not, I'm not trying to date you here. but you've That's been, okay. Go ahead and date you, me. You've been in this league for a long time at Coleraine as, you know, as a coordinator there and now at Lakota East for the last several years. This is an event unlike pretty much any other league in the country. What makes the GMC so special in your eyes? Well, I think two things. Obviously, I think uh, I've, I've been in the league since 1991. Well, I was a Corian 91 who got in the league in 97. Uh, I think two things. I think the quality of coaching is outstanding, and I think it just gets better every year. And obviously, the quality of the players. I mean, you got a lot of, I mean, obviously, the schools, the student populations are large, and so they have a lot of great talent to draw from. Uh, so you got a lot of great players who are, who are being coached by a lot of great coaches. Tell us a little bit about uh, each one of these guys here, Adam, Evan, Troy, and Gavin, how proud you are of uh, them signing. Uh, well, I'm very proud of him. Adam, I, I thought, had a heck of a year. He he was a three-year starter for us, uh, just had a great motor, uh, played really hard. I, you know, I think Southern Illinois is going to be really happy with him. Evan uh, is obviously a big kid who uh, – who works really, really hard at his craft and, and wants to be a great player. Uh, Troy, I think, uh, for us, played a lot of different positions, played down, uh, played outside linebacker, played inside linebacker. He could, he could play tight end. And obviously, I'm a UD grad, so I'm very, very happy for them because I, I think he's going to be a really, really good player. And, and Gavin is a kicker. Gavin worked all the time. I mean, and Gavin had some injuries because he'd, he'd kick at practice and then he'd go home and kick 100 balls. Uh, and, and so I think he's going to have a great career also. Five and five a uh, year ago. Uh, tell us about just the outlook for 2020 and what you're looking forward to the most uh, for next season. 
Uh, well, obviously we were disappointed in five and five, uh, but skill wise, uh, offensively, we got five guys back. Uh, we got all our guys back off, uh, skill guys offensively. So we're, we're just looking to improve and keep grinding away and just keep getting better every year. I got I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your old friend, Kerry Combs, going back to Ohio state. This time as a defensive coordinator, uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, Kerry making the move from. Nashville back to Columbus. Uh, well, obviously, he's very excited. I saw him last Friday, and I had been in Nashville for the Saints game uh, with him. And so he is obviously uh, ecstatic. I think, uh, you know, all his kids are here in town. Well, they were. Braden obviously left to go to Detroit. But but uh, Courtney and Dylan both live in Cincinnati. Um, you know, I think five or four of his seven grandkids are going to live in Cincinnati. Holly, his wife's from Cincinnati. Uh, so obviously, being 90 miles away, as opposed to four and a half hours, uh, is a big deal to carry because he's a, he's all about family. So obviously we're we're very very happy for him, and he's he's very excited. First time I'd ever seen a guy wearing Ohio State socks to come in and recruit. So that doesn't surprise me. Though. I'm sure they're pretty sharp knowing him. What, what's the outlook for uh, East this year? Well, I mean, I'm more excited. We now we got a we got a tough schedule. We play uh, our first three games are away. And so, uh, you know, that's going to be a challenge. But, you know, I think who made that schedule, you or the AD? I'm, I'm on to, I, I made it. I'll, I'll, I'll take a bullet for our AD. Richard's a great guy. So uh, this is something that worked out that way. So that's OK. But we scrimmage LaSalle and we scrimmage Moeller. So we'll find out early uh, what we're made of. Good stuff. Lakota East head coach Rick Haynes, always appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks coach. Mike. Appreciate Thanks, it. Congratulations, Rick. Thanks. And we're going to be talking to Rick's old friend and district rival now. Tom Bolton here, if he's in the... I did see center. Tom did see hanging him? around somewhere. Yeah, okay. All right. He did, you know Tom. Tom doesn't need a microphone. He might just stand in front of us <laughs> and talk and, and, Let me and see leave the microphone can, uh, track him down real yeah, quick. Yeah, go can ahead. You, if you can hold down the fort and be ready. Yeah. Kind of hanging out here solo over these next couple minutes. Our producer, Brian Neese, putting us on air here. Making us look real good, Brian. We appreciate all your efforts throughout the year with the high school podcast. Of course, now we got Tom in the building. Hey, all the energy in the world is, is, is now joined us. Like I said, <laughs> do you even need a microphone for these things? Usually no, you don't have them. I won't them. use one. Not, not no, this year either? I haven't either. used one yet. I don't plan on either. So. What was it like for you last year? Um, you, you were here, but you were only kind of here in spirit only. You were kind of sure. between jobs. Yeah, and what I, was it like for you last year? Yeah, it was interesting because obviously um, – you know, being a part of, of Corrine and just leaving that, it was, right. it was very delicate. Um, I wanted to be here for those kids. Obviously I wanted to be here, uh, you know, for the West kids being in that position. But, uh, Jeff Waddle, who was the interim coach did it last year because it was, it would have been more appropriate for exactly. him because he knew the kids and things like that. So I got to hang out, which was, uh, which was really nice. And, um, but I didn't get to talk, which I like to do. But I, I promised them I'll be short and sweet to the point. I'm turning over a new leaf when it comes to these things. All right, we're here for the 2020 class. Let's let's hear some about your boys. I think the headliner, obviously, is, is David going yeah. to UC. But let's hear about the, the four guys yeah. signing here today. Yeah, well, so, uh, you know, David and David Jones going to UC and, and David Afari going to Miami were part of the early signing process. Uh, so that's good to see. I think those kids were um, – I, I, I've mentioned it before in other places and in interviews and things like that. I, I think it's a very mature decision on their part. Um, not that going far away is bad, um, but it, it has to be about a good fit, not only for the kids, but for the, uh, for the families. Yeah. And, um, 
they have very, very strong ties uh, to their families as they should. And um, it was one of those things where they made a decision, not only what was best for them, but was best for their families and things like that. So, so moms and, 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 you know, everyone else can, Come watch, keep them, mom happy. come watch them play. Absolutely. Yeah. So really, really excited about those two. Um, you know, I think uh, after next year's UC Miami game, I'll have 13 kids that I've coached, whether it be at West or Coleraine, that are in those those ball games. I think it was eight at UC and five at Miami. So that, in a selfish uh, standpoint, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, you're keeping those those programs who are doing very well, yeah, by the way, keeping yeah, them well stocked. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's good to, and that's good to see and uh, and excited for them. And then uh, the other two today, I have one going to Butler, which is Isaac uh, Kalasic, who was actually the team leader in tackles the last two years, uh, set a record at West for the most sacks. He was he's just that that student of the game, that cerebral player who called the D and uh, was was a true middle linebacker and and, and uh, knew where the ball was going all the time. So uh, uh, Butler's getting a great one in him. Great, great kid academically. Uh, so I think it's just a, it's a really good fit for him. And then the other young man is kind of a throwback. Jake Kiefer is, um, you know, I would always tease him. He said he doesn't wow you. I said he's, you know, 17, 18 year old kid with a dad body and things like that. But uh, he can he can flat out play. And he's kind of that throwback where, you know, on our free four, you could put him inside and and he could play the nose guard. He could play the tackle uh, just just really quick off the ball. And he was as, as good, you know, and in the pass rushes, he was good defending the run, which which can be rare uh, this day and age. So it was uh it's it's really good scene. He's going down to Moorhead State, so uh, I think it's a great fit for him. Um, you know, he's got a big old pickup truck, and he wears his boots, and he'll. Be oh, he's going to fit in down in Rowan County down there, in Kentucky. Yes, yeah, yes, he will. So it's it, when you talk about fits, these are really good fits for these those other two young men. All these four these four men. So really, really proud of them. Uh, as good as kids, or are, are, are better kids than they are football players. I was confident the conversation wasn't going to come to a standstill when <laughs> no, I stepped out no, real no, quick no, there. No. But uh, sorry know, if I you know if I missed anything that. here. But uh, <laughs> hey, you signed at home and home with Saint X, yeah, uh, for twenty one and twenty two, and I'd like to talk about that because I just uh, was released uh, well, last week. You know how it is. I finally got Steve to stop ducking me. I know he. <laughs> I know he mentioned that, and you you know what I mean. I thought you know I could hear the, you know when I left Coleraine, I I heard this big huge sigh of relief coming from over on North Bend Road over that that way. So, uh, no, we had always talked about it. Uh, we, we did a scrimmage um, last year. We're doing one again this year. Um, we like compete, you know, from the selfish coaching aspect, we like competing against each other as coaches. Um, it was always a great rivalry with Corain. It'll continue to be that, and hopefully it's as, as healthy and as great a rivalry uh, Lakota West versus versus uh, Saint X. So I'm I'm sure it will be. I'm sure there'll be some white visors being thrown. <laughs> hopefully, all from the Saint X sidelines. Just looking ahead a little bit, Tom. I still remember being there at the pit. Your first round playoff game, obviously not the way that you wanted it to turn out for the Firebirds. Yeah, but there was all a the sense of, yeah. sense of confidence really going forward and, and promise for the future. Can you talk about? Yeah, that? we'll think about it. Uh, you know, we're we're. We're thinking. I'm thinking about it all that week. I didn't tell the kids because you know they're they were too young to know any better. But uh, you know, we rolled into the pit first round of a playoff game at the pit, tough place to play against a great football team, and we started five sophomores and a freshman, and and three sophomores were on the O line and a freshman a quarterback, and uh, and um, 
we, you know, we competed, you know what I mean? We were, uh, we just got some very, very bad breaks, but the kids never quit, never rolled over and, and battled. They were just a, they were just a better football team than us. I mean, you, you tip your hat to them, but, um, uh, we did some things and, and, you know, think about it. We had won four games the previous two years. We win seven and, and we're right there to take that next step. And I, I'm, I'm thinking we're definitely going to do that. What did you learn most from that first that season that, that you know, you were moving to Westchester and everything like that? And uh, certainly you had time to get adjusted to everything. Yeah. But now you got to be in the second off season. Yeah, it's be different there, there's some things that you kind of uh, you you take for granted um, w- with them, like in terms of uh, in-game adjustments, how you watch film, things like that. We totally had to revamp all that with them. Uh, on a positive note, uh, you know, I'd always have people telling me, oh, you can't go coach those West, Lakota West kids like you can those Coran kids. But I went and did it, went in guns blazing, and um, they responded to it really well. And and I think we'll have an, an even better response going into year two. So those were, the, those were the two main things that stuck with me after the season. One of your offensive linemen, uh, Tegra Shibola, has been getting yeah. a ton of recruiting attention, a lot of scholarship offers. Um Tell us about his offseason. Yeah, where he's, he stands. His best football's ahead of him. He's really just kind of a big kid. He uh, he turned 16th. This turned 16 on. I think it was the 24th of this month. So he just turned 16. Um, he's six foot six, 300 pounds. He's he's playing some basketball just to you know help with his feet and things like that. I mean, his first offer was Ohio State. His second offer was Florida. His third offer was LSU. And then they keep rolling then the Saints, in. So, the New Orleans. Yeah. Saints so it's a, it, it's a, it's. He's in a he's in a pretty good spot, and he's a, he's a great kid. He's not uh, he's not wrapped up in the process and things like that. But unfortunately, kids can get wrapped up in, and I'll I'll keep him grounded with that. But uh, he he's he I don't think he realizes how how good he can be. He is uh, he's big, he's athletic, um, and as he learns the game more and more, um, he will be. Uh, he will be a one heck of a football player, no question. What about some of your other guys, including Mitch? Yeah. Obviously, Alex Afari, Aiden Miller. Some, yeah, some Alex is a them. kid getting a lot of attention now. Just picked up some offers here recently, some D1 offers uh, within the last month. Um, he's a six foot two and a half, 195 pound corner who's really long and plays wide receiver. And and uh, he definitely passes the eyeball test. He, he currently leads the GMC in rebounding. Um, you know, as a sophomore at, at, at six foot two and a half. And uh, uh, so he's really athletic. Uh, he can run, he can jump, he can do all that stuff, great hands. Uh, so uh, he will be, uh, he'll be a force to be reckoned with. And then um, we've, we've got a Aiden Miller who, who played a lot of running back for us last year, who's another sophomore, who's another young 15 year old kid who's, you know, 5'11, 202 pounds and runs behind his pads really well. And uh, we have another kid, Josh Lacusa, who's uh, uncle's Dikembe Mutombo. And and um, he's already plays plays basketball, but he's also uh, six foot six, two hundred ten pound outside linebacker right now. Who wow. in our three four, he'll probably still stand up at the next level. He'll be down. So as soon as he puts some more weight on, he'll be he'll he'll be something. And we've we've got two other big sophomore linemen, and then you know we got a lot back on defense. We had a young man uh, by the name of Jackson Kuwach who was at Marymount uh, the year before, uh, who's 
six three, almost six four. I played high school ball with his dad. He's put on twenty pounds since the season's over, so he's about two twenty five, and he'll be the other outside. So we're we're, we're going to definitely look the part like they they always have, but we're gonna we're gonna play the part as well. And you know, I think Mitchell, you know, as soon as he gets through basketball and baseball season, he we continue to throw every weekend and. Um, I think he'll get better and better, and I think he uh, he can run it, he can throw it, and obviously some of these kids in this room can tell you how tough he is because they tried to take his head off quite a few times, and he kept getting back up. So uh, looking for big things from him. Each time you rattle off height and weight, I'm looking at you, Tom, but I, I glance yeah. over at Keenan and see some eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're, it's crazy that they're so young and so good. I mean, it's amazing how these yeah. kids look. Yeah, so uh, let me ask you this before we let you go here. It's been 20 years now since a certain school that you used to coach at yeah. hasn't won the title here. Does it does it stick at your craw a little bit, or what, what are we thinking well, about? Well, it's, it's going to get real interesting. I'm proud of them. I was so proud of them this year. I'm so proud of, of what Sean was able to do, that coaching job. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal amongst all that that was going on. And um, But but think about it. Um, big win streak. Um, and was able to be a part of that, but but now I get to be the one come week three. That's the first first TMC game. We're at Coleraine uh, week three. So first league play game, we're there. So uh, looking to uh, snap that streak. So nothing personal, just business, I'm going to tell. <laughs> Matchup could have happened in the playoffs. It was supposed to happen in the yes, playoffs. Yes, it really too, was. Now yep. It'll have to wait till week three. Tom, always appreciate it. Oh, yeah. No, my, I, I appreciate sport. you guys for doing this. This is awesome. And all you guys do for the high school sports in the area. I appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. Tom, Best luck to the Firebirds. Good man. Thank you guys. Go to West Side Football yep. Coach Tom Bolton. We're going to be talking to Middletown Head Football Coach Don Simpson here up next on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. He just, he just reloads no matter where he is, right? It really is. It's really the truth. Such great insight from these coaches, too. I mean, just uh, good stuff all the way around here, Keenan. Uh, the amount of not only talent on the field, but the talent on sidelines is I think we just shocking. take it for granted. I mean, I've been really covering did. high school football for a long time here yeah. in the city, but I think when you get outside yeah. Southwest Ohio, you realize how, how blessed we are with the amount of talented players and the coaches, as you mentioned. Here comes Don right now. All right. And Mitty's head football coach, Don Simpson, kind enough to join us here on the High School Insider Podcast. Don, how are you? you got slight, slight purple tint to his tie here to represent. <laughs> represent I always got to represent the purple. <laughs> well, uh, tell us uh, what National Signing Day means to the Middies and uh, tell us about some of your signees today. It's, it's a great day for our guys to, to get the opportunity to play at that next level. They're really trying to build this program back up to where we were, you know, prior when we were having multiple guys going to Power 5, Division One schools, you know. So you got to crawl first, you know, but uh, we're doing a really good job of getting guys in school, giving them opportunity to play at the next level. So today we have um, Shaq Fall. He, he's going to be signing. He's going to Eastern Kentucky University. Shaq was one who um, garnered a lot of attention from the D1 schools just on his potential. You know, he passed that eye test. He looked the part, you know, and then you know how the coaching carousel goes couple of schools that was very interested in coaches moved on got other opportunities some was released and then all of a sudden we were kind of in limbo here but eastern kentucky stayed consistent with him they brought him down on campus you know they showed him love he enjoyed the campus he enjoyed the players on the team so that's where he'll be going off to play ball 
And then we also have Kylan McGill. Kylan played corner for us. And uh, Kylan was a first-year starter at corner for us. And um, Kylan went out there, and he he's a really good kid. He's a guy who's his best football is still yet to come. You know, so he's one of those ones who his upside is there. He's a big academic kid, big character kid. He's going to be going to Urbana University. They're excited about him. Good height, 6'1", 170-pound corner, can run. He's a track guy. So they're really looking forward to that with him. Urbana was pretty much the the amount of signees that they have here in the GMC today. It, they must have been at every GMC game every week uh, of the season. What's the 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 connection, the the pipeline like to Urbana for for all you programs here in the GMC? I think the good thing about us with Urbana this year, they're graduating two middies. You know, both of those guys, Najee Davenport and Chris Richardson, played for Middletown, went to Urbana four years, graduated, got their degrees, doing successful things. So when you see that and you have that um, example in front of your kids, you're like, these are guys who are coming from where you were and they went to this university and they had success. They got to play football at a high level. You know, Chris Richardson is uh, getting some attention by some NFL workouts. So that's a great connection when they can see people that they know went there. And also it's not too far away, but it's just far away enough that, you know, a kid from Middletown, small little city, sometimes you don't want to get too far away. You know, that homesick feeling hit and you can't get back there. But uh, Urbana's just far away enough that they can go away, miss home, and when they want to get back, they can get back there. So I think it's been a great pipeline for us. You know, this will be our, uh, since I've been there, this will be our fourth kid we're sending to Urbana in two years. You know, your record in the 2019 season, not indicative of, uh, you know, the optimism that, that's uh, here for the 2020 season. I know your athletic director, J.D. Faust, is kind of reminding me that a lot of the recruiting attention some of your guys have been receiving. So uh, tell us about some of those guys, Cameron Jr. Um, being one of them and Josh Bryant being the other. Yes. You know, year one, when I came in, remember we talked and I said how young we were and how young we were going to be because we had to start from scratch. You know, and I think the thing of building this program up is going to be consistency. We had to have it. So we had to start doing things the way we wanted to see them done, doing them the right way. So we played a lot of young guys and we knew it going into it, a very competitive conference like the GMC. You don't want to get caught out there with a lot of sophomores and juniors with no experience on that field. But we were in that predicament and we knew it. We had to just weather the storm, trust the process, know that what we're doing is the right thing. So we, we come to the point where now those guys who we talked about being very young on a GMC stage are now entering to their senior year and they have two years under their belt. And now they're starting to garnish attention from Power Five, Division One schools, you know, a lot of schools coming through. You know, last time we talked, we talked about the potential of Josh Bryant, you know, what he could be. And we kind of saw it in this second year, this junior year, he stayed consistent. You know, he was an electric runner. He first time in uh, over 20 years, Middletown has had back-to-back thousand-yard rushers, you know, and we haven't been that great up front. So a lot of Josh Bryant's runs have been dynamic runs just on him making the first guy miss, breaking the first tackle, and breaking big runs. So we're excited about him coming into his third year as a starter, coming back with our offense, and then the emergence of Cameron Jr. came out of nowhere. You know, this young man, his jump from his sophomore to his junior year was unbelievable. You know, Cameron played as a sophomore. He was one of those young sophomores that was on the field that we were taking our lumps for. But as a junior, this guy became a man. And he was on the field. You watch his film. He, he pops you. 
You know, he's one of those guys. He'll be a power five guy. He has that pedigree within him. Um, and he, he really raises the level of play of all his teammates. You know, he stepped up for us. We had a mound of injuries on our defense where Cameron was our outside linebacker doing a great job, really shutting down the side of the field for us. And then we lost both of our inside linebackers. He went to inside linebacker. He called the defense. He set the front. So with a guy like that coming back, with three years experience under his belt and there's multiple guys that's in that 21 class who are a part of that 19 year where we were like, we're young, we're taking these lumps. So this year is the year that we really believe that we step up and we become very competitive and some ball starts bouncing our way a little bit this year. And I think that's just starts with the season opener, uh, Middletown host Moeller in week <laughs> one, a one year deal there at Barnett stadium and talk about that significance to, uh, within your program. Yes, that's, uh, that's what we set out to be. We said we want to ultimately be the type of program that wants to play the best of the best. We don't want to schedule someone like, hey, let's get these easy wins before we start GMC. No, we want to go out and we want to find out who's the best. We want to line up against them. So the way scheduling worked out, we ended up having an opening in the 20 season. And we were like, we get a one-year contract. Who can we find? And we put it out there. And they responded. And I instantly was like, let's do it. You know, this is what you signed up for. This is what you want to coach Division One football in Southwest Ohio. You want that type of game. You know, they're, no matter what their record was any previous year, they're molar. You know, they're going to have dudes out there, and they're going to be a very well-coached team. And it's going to be an exciting thing. You know, me, I laugh about it because my first time ever seeing Middletown actually play in a game this 2009, and they were playing molar in the playoffs at Lachlan. And I sat there and watched that game, and I'm like, I was so impressed with Middletown. I was like, you know what? That become a head coach, that's the type of team you want right there. And then here we sit here 11 years later, and I'm the head coach of Middletown, and we're going to take on Moeller. But we're excited about the opportunity, the exposure, our young men are going against that caliber of play. We already play in one of the toughest Division One conferences in the state. So we're used to it, and I, I like to breed them to always want that competition day in and day out. You know, we always say we'll play the best, you know, so – our non-conference schedule will be just as tough as our entire eight-game in-league schedule. Before we let you go here, not everyone will be here today because some guys have signed early, but which player signing here today are you most happy to see going out of the league? <laughs> I don't know. I, I said there's so many of those guys that I'm, I'm glad to see. I, I, I'm just um, – that's, that's a good one right there. I think the big one was – Juton, mm. you know, that guy's a light. He was lights out. Yeah. You know, the moment you thought you had him, all he needed was just a sliver of daylight, and he just took off. I just finished watching that game a couple days ago, just sitting back, going through notes, and I'm like, we had him. <laughs> then he's gone. <laughs> so to know that a guy like that is a, no longer going to be in the backfield for those guys, that's, that's a kind of a – uh, breath of fresh air for us. <laughs> Great insight from Middletown head football coach Don Simpson. Coach, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate thanks for it. having me, guys. Best of luck to the middies. Don, yeah. congratulations. Thanks for being here. Thank you. And we're going to be talking to Oak Hills coach Justin Roden here in a little bit. Keenan, I know you want to say hi to a few people, so you're going to maybe step out for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be up here right back here, Mike. Yeah. Say hi to a few people in the hallway. Mike's kicking so. me off the podcast. No. You said you wanted to. <laughs> we'll see if we can get Coach Roden, too, if you see him. There you go. And we're going to talk to Oak Hills head coach Justin Roden here in just a little bit, starting his first season 
there with the Highlanders after being an assistant coach. He was uh, coaching in Indiana for quite some time. Um, obviously led East Central to a 4A state championship a couple years ago and most recently was at Noblesville High School. And he succeeds former head coach Kyle Prosser there at Oak Hills. And Oak Hills has three college signees today. Uh, Ryan Hulemeyer, DJ Shaw, and Sebastian Bockler. Uh, Ryan and DJ are going to Lake Erie College, and Sebastian is going to Hawking College. And looking forward to talking to Coach Roden here just in a few minutes. As always, this WCPO High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is free chicken in February when you download or log in to the Chick-fil-A app. And we want to thank Chick-fil-A for all their support, not only for this podcast, but throughout the high school football season this past fall. Um, if you missed any of our episodes, be sure to check it out on WCPO.com. Well, welcome in Coach Roden here to the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Coach, how are you? Good, brother. Good Pleasure. to see you. Thank you. Well, hey, uh, obviously taking over the Oak Hills uh, program. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the Highlanders a little more in detail right now, but uh, Oak Hills has three college signees today and wanted to see if you could uh, talk about the significance of, of those accomplishments for those three guys in your program as well. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's one of those situations where, you know, you, you, you want to make sure you quickly learn who those kids are and you get a chance to speak about kids that didn't play for you. It could become a little bit, um, I don't say awkward, but I want to make sure that they get the attention and the recognition that they deserve. So in a case of uh, particularly Ryan and, and DJ, both those kids were, were two, two-way players um, decimated by injury. So maybe in other programs, they would, would have been on one side of the ball. But uh, both of them did, a, did an outstanding job, uh, both physical kids. DJ was a 300-pound bench press kid, So um, and Ryan was a team captain. So they're, they're both kids that were three-year starters. So they, they've done a great job. They've... You know, maybe not might have had the recognition in regard to wins on Fridays, and you know, sometimes uh, it's unfortunate that you know kids that have a great deal of talent, you know, might not necessarily get the accolades off the field just because the as a team didn't succeed in a way uh, in the win column. But both those guys are going to be going to uh, to, to Lake Erie. And uh, the fact they're going together, I think, is kind of unique too. Uh, I told them to make sure they have a good jacket. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm, <laughs> yeah, how many times it is cold. Yes, I'm, how many times they visit up that direction? <laughs> but uh, I'm excited for both of them and the opportunities that I've had to see them in the hallway and see them in the weight room. They're both, you know, pretty committed to to, to being successful at that next level. And then in the case of uh, Sebastian. Um, you know, he's coming off a knee injury. He's still kind of hobbling around a little bit, um, but he's doing a great job with the rehab process. And he's going to go to to Hawking College and and, and work on uh, grades and, and and work on getting healthy, and then see what doors open. You know, from that point. But we had a, a signing this morning at school. Uh, parents are there, smiling, happy, great deal of pride for him. So, it, you know, in a in a season where there's you know a new coach again, and you know coming here at the back half, and you know, and and not not winning the football games, it was good to see them smile have some excitement about you know moving on to that to that next level so I'm very proud of them today and hopefully when I get a chance up there to, to mention a few words I don't fumble around with it here a little bit I've been trying to make sure I don't confuse who is who and you know usually for me I recognize a, a jersey number sure. I've been watching some film and so I don't I don't so much know the names <laughs> as well as I probably should but um, I'm very proud of both of them and you know excited uh, to get on board here in, in the conference and um, you know today's fun for me I get to go back over there and you know talk to some guys I haven't seen in a long time and guys I coach coach with and guys like that heck I played for when played for Rick so it, it's all good deal today I had a lot of fun great before we kind of get into the nuts and bolts maybe of uh, the program how things are going in the weight room and um, just you know 
players to watch for next season? I mean, what, what's been the reception from the Oak Hills community and uh, the athletics department and just, you know, all around school uh, how, since you've uh, assumed the position? Well, the one of the big reasons for, for taking the position is that, you know, I have some familiar, familiarity with the, the school itself, you know, spending three years there. Um, my first house with my wife was uh, over in Cheviot, so about 10 minutes away from, from the school. Um I, I, when I coached there for three years before, I, I, I have a relationship with Coach Price, you know, the basketball coach. Um, excuse me. It's okay. Should turn that bad boy off. That's okay. Um, no, but the fact that I, I, I know a lot of the teachers, I, I, I there's there's already established relationships, which makes it pretty easy to transition. There, Mr. Brandt was the principal when I was there before, so when he was calling me about the job, and you know, if, if I need something, it's a pretty it's a pretty smooth you know operation. I'm not trying to get a feel for who. who I kind of know the, the the people that are that are pushing the right buttons. Now, Ben, um, you know, he's newer, he's new to that position, but he was at these been at the school a long time so you know Ben is trying to make things right I think that's that's the most important thing um, you know Kyle I, I worked with Kyle for a year at Mount St. Joe or he, uh, his brother played for me his brother lives down the street from me in Hidden Valley so I, I, I'm very respectful of you know when I come in here of, of not not being negative and it's it's easy to do that when you take a job and um, you know the winds aren't there and some people are pointing some fingers but I think more than anything and people know this I'm, I'm just going to do things the right way and in, in, the, in the way that Justin Roden wants to do that um, and like any situation where you've had we've had a number of coaches I mean we've I think you know four four or five coaches in a, in a very short window of time so people have heard the spiel um, it's a new coach so there there's a little bit of from the community like okay here comes another guy he's going to give us the same spiel and so understandably so there's some hesitation on being all in which is fine I'm, I'm okay with that I, I think for us as I tell the kids in the weight room we're just trying to earn some respect I think more than anything else we're not going to go around and call people out we're not going to say we're going to do this we just got to start from the beginning and start just doing things in a way that you know, bring some pride back to the school. And as I, I told us in the interview process, and I, I kind of say it everywhere I go, I think win or lose on Friday as a football program, I want people in the community to be proud of how we play. So we're, we're going to try to be physical. We're going to try to be tough. And even even in defeat, the, when the people leave, they're going to take pride in how we, how we played. And whether that's running off and on the field the way we're supposed to, whether that's making sure our chin straps buckled and just the, the little things that matter to me that I want to matter to them. So I'm, I'm excited. And we've got some, I've got some good young coaches that I've, um, you know, added. And I think that the, the staff uh, is going to add to some of that, uh, some of that energy and, and, and positive energy moving forward. Could you give us a little bit of an outlook, maybe some names to watch yeah. in your schedule as well for next season? Um, well, I, our, our schedule is, is very similar. Uh, I think the first thing that uh, – I didn't know this. Our, our first game is against East Central. Uh, I was part – I was at East Central when I talked to Kyle originally about putting together a, a two-year deal. I wasn't aware of the fact that they had kind of extended the contract, so I was thinking they had moved forward. And then somewhere after I had signed my name, they informed me that our first game would be East Central coming to our place. So I would – my kids are both still at East Central. My daughter's a senior. Son's a freshman playing soccer. So I'm um, – it's a weird deal. My son wanted me to know that he's going to be on the East Central side, even though he loves me. <laughs> oh, that's so, great. <laughs> so, so, so week one obviously has a little bit of um, significance and, and not so much. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I could care less. I just want to want to win. And so 
there's just going to be a lot of emotion that, that first game and it's still hard to we break it out to BDC on two and uh, it, it just there's a weird vibe to, to that to me and then we come back and play um, Simon Kenton week two and then you know dive into the league and uh, as I were you know I made the, the not it's really a joke, but the conference coaches are outstanding. I mean, there's it, it, it gets better and it's better and it's better. And so I can't sit here. And maybe a few years ago, when I the first time around, you could point to a game and say, "Hey, we can outcoach this guy, or we can find a way to win just by being a little bit smarter in the film room." That that's not going to happen. There's there's too many good coaches at every school, and as you see today, it's loaded with outstanding players. So I think you know rather than sit here and run off a bunch of names for you. I would just tell you that uh, we don't we don't have I mean, the college has come through and uh, Chuck Chuck Martin walked in last week and I I smiled at him and I just asked him what he was doing here. And, you know, he said, you know, we're trying to establish, you know, roots. And I said, well, I, I don't have any goodies for you right now. I said, give me give me a year and we'll talk about some of the kids that are, are worthy of, of playing at that level. And I think honestly, that's for us. That's something, again, we're trying to build upon that that respect factor and i've tried to tell the kids that individual accolades will come when we when we win and we, we do start doing things a little bit differently so for us the the excitement is you know the the new offensive coaches i mean so we've got robert klotz who spent the last um five years over at St. X with Steve working with coach Coverdale and he's kind of a, honestly, I've got to bring him back down a little bit. He's a mad scientist and <laughs> sending me clips that coach Coverdale is sending him. And then uh, we hired Tyler uh, Elrod back uh, from, from LaSalle, who is my DC, who's spent the two last two years with my brother coaching some fantastic players. I had to remind him that we don't quite have the same athletes that the, that the Lancers do. And then um, David Dransman is going to be my kind of my right-hand man. David was, uh, uh, played for me at Coleraine. Um, he's been uh, a defense coordinator. He's been at um, Oak Hills for, for, for a while now. So it's interesting because all three kids at some point in time have played for me. Robert was at Oak Hills when I was here the first time. I yelled at Elrod when I was uh, coaching him in the second at Mount St. Joe. And Drans, when I used to you know rip all the time when he was a five-flat 40 kid at Coleraine back in the day. So it's fun to have three really ambitious young coaches that – they want to see it done the right way, but also, you know, have that energy and I have a good deal of respect for. So that that's the part that's fun for me. I mean, we've got a, a, a group that wants to do things right. And, you know, the schedule makes you nervous because there's, there's, no, there's no easy games right. on it. But but it should be fun coaching this conference again. Right. Well, I look forward to working with you more directly, too. So Oak Hills head football coach, Justin Roden, really appreciate your time. Best of luck to the Highlands. Appreciate it, man. See you. Thanks, Justin. Thank you. Up next, we're going to have Sycamore coach Scott Dottillo talking about the Aviators. Right here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. See him chatting with Keenan. There you go. Scott, how are you? Good to see you, as always. I'm great, Mike. Good to see you. Thanks for uh, joining us and talking some AD- Aviators football here. National Signing Day. And uh, I guess, first of all, what, what does uh, you have four signees here on the GMC list. Uh, what does Signing Day represent to you and your program? I mean, it's just a culmination of, of a lot of things, to be honest. Um the athletic achievements for starters, you know, I mean, every, everybody here is a tremendous athlete. Um, it also reflects the academic success that they've had. Um, and, and also, you know, the maturity throughout the years of, you know, watching and coaching these guys when they were freshmen and, you know, seeing them work their way through their successes, their struggles, you know, personal issues and 
and for it to all come to a head on a day like today is is exciting for them, their family, and certainly me as a coach. Had a great time uh, talking to some of your guys throughout the season, and we had a, a preseason podcast at uh, Kenwood Town Center, and I remember yep. talking to Jordan uh, McConnell and Apollo Ford, uh, among some other players, but I see they're obviously signing today. Can you talk about those two guys and uh, also uh, your two Urbana, your your other two Urbana commits as well? Yeah, no, uh, uh, Jordan McConnell's going to Tiffin. Um, they're getting uh, an incredible playmaker, um, a kid who's matured on and off the field immensely over the last two years, and and um, I'm really, really proud of him. He's a playmaker. He's going to do the right things. He's going to work real hard, and and you know he's gonna he's gonna make an impact quickly. I have a feeling up there with his uh, playmaking ability and. And Apollo is is the same, and you know he just he's just a football player. That's my best description for him. He's got those intangibles that come with playing defense. Um, he's not the biggest kid in the world, but you know what he lacks in size, he makes up for in instinct and speed and aggressiveness and heart and. You know, the the next jump I be will be easy for him because he's got all those inherent qualities that it takes to to, to move on to the next level. And and the Fisher boys, Markel and Marquise, um, Kel had a great year um, as an outside receiver, um, new to that position, and uh, you know was a big presence on the outside, allow us, allowed us to push the ball down the field. And and his upside is tremendous. He's a great track runner. Um, as well. You'll be seeing that in the spring here. And Marquise, Marquise was injury riddled, to be perfectly honest. We didn't get a chance to really see him the way we thought we could see him. He had injuries during the during the preseason camp and when he got healthy and was, you know, right as he was working his way back into, into things, he, you know, got injured again. So um, I feel bad for him, but he's going to get a second chance at, at, um, um, at the football life, so to speak, as, as he moves on to Urbana. Tell us how the offseason has been for the Aviators. It's, it's been tremendous. You know, it, this, this group that we have coming up has been, uh, you know, they've been able to see as, as young players, you know, the success and what that's like from our 15 and 16 team or 16 and 17 teams and also seeing how close we've been the last two years. Um, you know, two years ago playing in a – do or die game week 10 to get in. And, and last year, you know, we had three losses by a touchdown and end up missing by, you know, some week 10 things that were out of our control. So, um, you know, it was unfortunate, but they're, they're hungry and they're hungry to to get back to that upper part of the league and, and hopefully week 11. Off microphone, just a couple of minutes ago, we were talking about the talent of the league and your synopsis of it is, it's as good as it's ever been in your time here. How would you describe it to years past? Um, it's it, it's just this this year was was um, the the league was just really deep. I mean, there wasn't a team in our league that you would say, yeah, you know, they they kind of lack some guys or they lack this. I mean, everybody had it on a given night, um, and uh, you know, from top from the top team to the bottom team, it's as good as I personally remember. Um, you know, where every night you look at the scores, not just of our games, but of the other games, and they're all competitive games that are, a, you know, a score or a possession or or whatever. And, and citywide, it was like that. You could see by the, the records of the teams that got in the playoffs. It wasn't like there was a laundry list of 10 and 0s and 9 and 1s where there was a top-heavy, year i mean it was teams beating each other up and uh 
you know, unfortunately we were a game away, but, um, you know, we had some, some exciting moments as well. Tell us a little bit about your 2020 schedule and maybe how things are looking as you look towards spring and summer. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's always a challenge. You play eight GMC games regardless of what you have in the, in the first two. I mean, eight out of ten is, is going to be really tough. Um, we re- the, the talent, as we alluded to, was um, prevalent in this class, but also prevalent in classes that we're going to see again. So um, I'm anticipating the league to be really strong again. The coaching's outstanding, and it's only getting better. Only getting better. Um, yeah, so we'll see. And uh, out of league, we open up with Loveland and play Kings again, who, you know, was in our same boat as we were last year, playing week 10 to get in. So um, that'll be a tough game. Good stuff, as always. Appreciate it. Sycamore head football coach Scott Dottillo. Best of luck to the Aviators going forward. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks guys. Scott. Thank Appreciate you, Scott. all you guys you. do. Thank you, sir. Up next, we're going to be talking to Mason coach Brian Kastner. If he's I saw him down there, yeah. I see him walking around here. Wrangle him down. Let's go. Way over there on the other yeah, side is. of the room. Yeah, I can okay. go get him real okay. quick. Keenan's going to do that. And I want to remind everybody that it's WCPO High School Insider Podcast presented by our local Chick fil A restaurants where the winning play is free chicken in February when you download or log into the Chick fil A app. Speaking of Chick fil A, I like these uh, kind of tying it into what we're doing here. As Brian walks down here, here we go. he must have been eating a lot of the char-grilled, you know, kind of sandwiches. <laughs> None of the fry stuff. Look how much this weight this guy has cut of late, man. He's looking <laughs> real, on, real good. How are you? Good, good. I'll, I'll, I'll let Keenan ask the first questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, first of all, uh, thanks it. for being here. It's good to see you, you, as always, here at this celebration of GMC football and, of course, football for the Comets. Let's ask about this class that you got going that's that's making their signings today. Uh, real excited about the class. It, it starts with Jack Hagledge uh, heading to Naval Academy, and it just kind of works its way down the divisions all the way to Colin Brown, who is our quarterback that's going to go to Wittenberg and play for Coach Fincham. Uh, it's a great class. I'm very, very proud of them because we had a lot of adversity this year, and uh, we were able to fight back and get back to 5-5 five and five at the end of the year and make it to the playoffs. So they learned a lot. I learned a lot. Uh, one, of the, one of the more uh, prideful years for me as a, as a head coach, but even a coach here, 27 years in the city, I've, uh, I've really took a lot from this season. It's saying a lot, obviously. I mean, he talked about that perseverance. We've had conversations about that start and how your guys really rallied together and obviously made the playoffs and, you know, really hung in there with St. X there in that first round game. Right, right. Yeah, we were 0-3. So, you know, everybody was kind of looking around, trying to see what the answer was and trying to figure out what these players wanted to take with this season, specifically this senior class. You know, they, they, they put their hands on the table and they said, just stick to the plan. The coaches put the hands on the table, said, stick to the plan. And, uh, you know, Seven eight games later, we're we're at we're at Balaban Stadium or whatever St. X Stadium, and uh, we're up twenty one to seven against the Balmers, and uh, man, we're feeling pretty good. <laughs> so. Tell us a little bit about this offseason, Brian. And, um, we offseason's uh, been great. Uh, we, we're in phase one in uh, January. We've had about 55, 60 kids in there training hard. And then we've got another 30 or so that are in a, a winter sport or getting ready for a spring sport. So our numbers are good, uh, but it's always about quality, not quantity, I guess. You know, everybody wants a lot of numbers, but I, I'm a big believer in quality. And I think we got some good players that are coming back that are fighting to, to – prove themselves, uh, be that next leader, find out, you know, how they want to accept challenges uh, over this 
next month because we go into mornings at 5.30 a.m. here in March and April and we see what they want to sacrifice. And, you know, they always look forward to those morning workouts because we, we have some fun with those. So it, it'll, be, uh, it'll be interesting how it all shakes out going into the summer. But these kids are working hard. Before we let you go, give us a little synopsis of your schedule and, and how things are looking for Well, we, uh, we, we, we scrimmage with X and, and Princeton. And then we go into our season. Uh, we've got Kings at Kings, and then we have Centerville at Centerville. So we're on the road, little road warriors. Um, and then uh, week three opens up GMC play. So at that point, you know, it's, you know, new record, new, new year, and we'll see what happens. But we're excited. We're excited. The kids are working hard. Speaking of excited, before we let you go, ask this to Don Simpson. I'm asking you this as well. Which kid, they, they may not be here today because they signed early, which kid are you most excited to see out of the league? Uh, there's a couple of them. <laughs> I'd hate to pick on one, but I'm sure Jutan, seeing Jutan go. Yeah, is, that, is, was, uh, that was that was Don's answer as well. Answer, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Um, and Princeton has a couple, so um, I think that would be it. But, I, I, you know, Deshaun Pace, I, I think he's here, right? Yeah. Is he yeah, here? Yeah, he should yeah. be here. Yeah. So he, he would be another stud. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of impact players in this conference, no doubt. Yep. Mason head football coach Brian Castor, appreciate your time Mike, as thank always. Thank you guys. Thank you Brian, guys good do an awesome you. job. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks very much. Thanks. And we'll see if we can talk to Coleraine coach Sean Cutright. Have you I seen saw Sean? Sean? I've seen okay. Sean walk in. Yeah, he, I know the he's walking in big and bad with the yeah, if you got Cutright, that'd be great. Yeah, I saw him walk in with the big bad uh, cardinal helmet. Yeah. Start the program here in just a few minutes, I think. Yeah. We're about uh, yeah, twelve forty right now. See if we can get. We're right on time, actually. Here we Mike. are. Look at you. I see Keeping Deshaun Pace walking. Keeps up on there. a straight and narrow. Yeah. Sean, of course, is the just wrapped up year one at Colerain, a year that I think a lot of people expected maybe this league would open up and we wouldn't see a twentieth straight title out of the Cardinals. But lo and behold, Sean stepped in. Not only there did he, he win this thing, he went undefeated in this league once again. So kudos to Sean as he sits down with us right Sean, now. How are you? Mike, good to see you. Mike. Hey, Keenum. Sean, how are you? Great. Kind of, kind of go ahead, Keenum. You got the yeah. momentum there with that discussion about Colerain. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, Sean, before you walked over here, we, we were sp- speaking about how a lot of people may have expected with the new coaching staff and all the things that you had to change coming into year one that maybe Colerain would take a step back. And that wasn't the case at all. You guys <laughs> ran through the league once again, yeah. undefeated, now 20 straight GMC titles. Got a couple of guys signing today. Now as the head man here at this ceremony, what's this day like for you? This is one of those days you're, you're very happy and proud to be a head coach. Uh, you look out there and you see how really good and uh, the, the type of players that we have in our conference. And it makes you appreciate the, the wins that you're able to get during the year. Uh, we had 27 seniors that stepped up, did a great job for us this year, and uh, couldn't be more proud of them. These other guys, you know, this is a day they'll never forget. So it's, it's great to be a part of it. Had so many conversations, obviously, about Deshaun and, and Ace uh, over the season, and you're kind enough to join us on the podcast. But tell us, Deshaun Pace, Elijah Ford, both signing their respective programs today, what they've meant to the program this past year. Yeah, I'll start with Deshaun. He, he's the, the whole Pace family's come through there, and, and, and they've really did about as much as they could at the high school level. And uh, Ivan moved on last year after being a player of the year and did great things at Miami. And uh, I expected Deshaun to do the same thing at the University of Cincinnati. You know, Deshaun's one of those guys, he's going to make plays for you. 
one of those that you have to have on the field as much as possible. So we run him out there, uh, special teams, offense, defense, and uh, he made enough plays for us to you know have a successful year. As far as Elijah goes, he, he switched from his junior year, started his tight end, uh, moved outside linebacker his senior year, had a really good year. Uh, he's got good length, good in space. Uh, played out there, did a great job for us, and uh, looking for big things from him from Eastern Kentucky. Tell us about your offseason, how things are going in the weight room, and just uh, maybe kind of in a, a summary of uh, your schedule for next season as well. Sure. Yeah, I, uh, we're doing well in the weight room. Uh, Tyler's in there. He really loves uh, that since that's his uh, field of business, and he's doing a great job with those guys. We, uh, we have more, which is probably good. Uh, we have more people in wrestling and more people in basketball than usual. We, we have about 22 to 25 kids that are doing that this year. So they're working hard, doing a great job in the weight room. And uh, as far as the schedule goes, uh, we, we're going to do a Wayne home game for week one. Uh, then we'll play those Bombers week two. And then I, I listened in on Tom's stats and how big and strong. And, and when I walked in here, I said, now, listen, I don't have any of these stats or anything. I said, I'm a little scared now about, I think it's, you know, give or take 219 days till we play that game. And uh, we'll, we'll have to see if we can get some guys a little stronger. 219, that sounds pretty exact. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a number you just pulled out of the uh, air. No doubt. But, yeah, we look forward to it. You know, I, I love coaching with him, and I can't thank him enough for everything he taught me when I was at Colerain and uh, under him. And he, he's doing great things there at West. So I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a battle week three. Before we let you go, who are some guys that we should be watching? There's some familiar names, obviously, returning mm -hmm. next season. But right. who are some guys that have really stepped up for you this offseason? Yeah, I brought a couple of them today. We try to bring those juniors, and that was something that, that, that Tom instilled in us. You know, bring those guys, let them see how the day goes, and look forward to next year when it's their turn to step up and do that. Uh, Dante Corleone, he, he's going to be pretty big. He's He dominated that line of scrimmage for us last year, and we look for some uh, big things from him this year. Uh, we got a, we got a couple linebackers, uh, you know, Michael Bess and uh, uh, our boy uh, Kendall, Xander Kendall. They're both coming back. Michael suffered that knee injury, but, you know, anymore it's sort of like, you know, a, a sprained ankle or something. The ACL comes back better than ever. So those guys are having a good offseason. And Freddie, our quarterback, will be back. And, and our slot guy, he was just telling me he was ready to play some DB in the, in the van coming over here. I said, well, don't get too crazy there. We're going to have to slow down a little bit on that. And then we have a couple good corners coming back. Sean Williamson uh, will be one of the guys that will be uh, leading the secondary this year for us. So we're looking forward to it. Colerain Headed Football Coach Sean Cutright, really appreciate your time as always. And uh, best of luck to the Cardinals going forward. Thanks, Mike Keenan. This is great. Appreciate, Appreciate Sean. It. Sean, great to see you. Great to see you. Guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And that will conclude our WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Keenan, any final thoughts here on this day? Just another great year to yeah. be a part of something like this. Not only are these kids great football players, but they're great young men, great representatives of not only their high schools, but their community in our city. So it's great to see them get their, their respect, their just due today, to see them conclude their high school careers and be able to go on to college and, and represent all these great programs here in the GMC. Great stuff. And I uh, want to thank again Chick-fil-A for uh, having us out here and uh, sponsoring this podcast and the Sharonville Convention Center and also the Greater Miami Conference. For our producer, Brian Neese, for Keenan Singleton, I'm Mike Dyer. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next week.